0: Welcome, everybody. This is GRE Bytes. My name is Davis, an educator with over 10 years of experience. And
1: I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE.
0: We're here to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on GRE prep and grad school admissions. And check out our top-rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com. If you want to use the code BITES, B-I-T-E-S, you can, and that'll get you 10% off all memberships as well. So let's get to the topic of today, which is... Kind of nebulous, kind of general, but we can get, and we can get a well-rounded understanding here. What is a good GRE score? Someone's saying, I want to go into the GRE. I want to get a good score. What does that mean? What are the ways to look at this question? (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of
1: nebulous. It's also the single most frequent question I get as a GRE instructor. What is a good GRE score? Uh, and I have to give a really unsatisfying answer because, and the answer is it depends. I will explain that so it'll become slightly less unsatisfying. Why does it depend? Well, there's a number of things to consider. First of all, we have to appreciate that no one gets into grad schools because of their GRE
0: scores. That's right. You've talked about this before. A GRE score is a means for universities or or, uh, applications offices to reject people under a certain threshold, but not A token of admission.
1: Correct. It gives graduate programs a legally defensible way to reject otherwise qualified applicants because these programs have a, uh, they have a bad problem. They have to reject sometimes 95% of applicants. And these are generally very ambitious, intelligent, hardworking folks, just like yourself, dear listener. And so they have to reject on some basis. And so this is the easiest, most legally defensible way to reject qualified applicants. GSB, the Graduate School of Business at Stanford, one of the top business schools in the world has an admissions rate of 6%. That's Mm -hmm. 19 out of 20 people get told no. Mm -hmm. So the best possible outcome on the GRE is not the securement of a positive, it's the avoidance of a negative. I got a perfect score on the test. I still was rejected by more programs than accepted me. It wasn't like people were calling me up and begging me to come to their program. Mm-hmm. And that was literally the best score that you could possibly
0: get. So what is, just so we have a, a baseline, what is a perfect score, numbers, what are they?
1: Okay, a perfect score is a 340 combined. That means you're getting a 170 on both the quant and the verbal um, and a six on the writing section. So. Most, so let's, let's break that down. Each major section, the verbal and the quant, their scaled scores go from 130 to 170 in one point increments. The median for the verbal is a 150. Median for the quant is a 152. Mm-hmm. Um, in, you have a question? Just median meaning 50th percentile. Yes, exactly. This is based on the global standardization sample that ETS did several years ago. Most folks are surprised the quant median is higher mm-hmm. than the verbal, and that's because the standardization sample was composed of a significant number of international students. One third of that sample took the test from outside of the country.
0: English as a second language. For
1: Potentially. Example. I mean, it's, yeah. English is spoken in many parts of the world as a, as a primary language, but obviously as a secondary language in many parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what dragged down the verbal sample median Mm -hmm. relative to the quant sample median which basically means that you have to perform better on the quant to get a comparable score on the verbal Mm -hmm. you have to answer more questions right to get the same scaled score Mm -hmm. i my general rule of thumb is that a 150 is the threshold of not embarrassing okay what does that mean that means that if if you can score at a 150 or above you should not be embarrassed you should be (laughs) You should be proud of your score because what does that mean? It means that you outperformed half of the people around the world who are trying to become doctors. You're better than most. Yeah. By statistical definition, you are better than most. That is not embarrassing. Good. And for a lot of programs, that's actually good enough.
0: Really? Okay, so I was going to ask mm-hmm. different universities, different types of schools, different uh, um, programs will, I'm assuming, have their own thresholds for... Of course. What they'll object and not. And you're, what you're saying is that in a, in a in a majority, what is it, a majority of, of universities getting that 150, 152 or above, that that's good enough to, to submit your application and not be rejected? To the majority,
1: potentially, there are so many universities and colleges and grad school programs in the world, and they're not all going to be top 10 programs. Right. So maybe it is good enough for the majority of programs. Most programs do not have a hard and fast threshold with respect to the GRE, i.e. you have to score above this score to be considered. To be considered. Mm-hmm. But if they do, it's probably a 150. Okay. And again, that's the threshold and not embarrassing. So you, you might have a program, I don't know if Stanford does this, but a program like Stanford say, yes, we have a GRE median uh, we have a GRE threshold of 150. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like getting a 151 isn't going to get you into Stanford. And so saying that you need to score above a 150 is, it's such an easy thing for Stanford to say. It's a, it's a, it's non-competitive for Stanford. Mm-hmm. It's so low that they're basically casting a very wide net with respect to their potential applicants. Mm-hmm. But for other programs, uh, I've helped a number of students get into the low 150s and that was good enough for them to secure admission to their programs of interest for sure.
0: That's great. So so this answer of it depends, uh, a lot of it depends on where you're trying to get in.
1: Of course. A good GRE score always depends on your program of interest. Mm-hmm. And a good GRE score is one in which you outperform your competitors. And the best way to figure that out is to do some research on what were the median scores for successful applicants to that program of interest.
0: And that's publicly available information. It
1: depends. Business schools, because they're dealing with business students, uh-huh. are really like, give me the facts, give me the numbers, what's the bottom line? Yeah. Business schools publish these GRE medians. Traditional master's programs, a lot of PhD programs, do not. Mm-hmm. And if you ask the admissions departments, what they're looking for, which is a terrible question, by the way, you're going to get a very evasive answer because anything they write to you will be legally binding. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of this test is to be able to reject people without getting sued. So they don't want to say something that's going to bite them later, yeah. uh, further down the road. So a better question is, what was the median score for successful applicants to last year's entering class? They absolutely have that number because it's submitted to ranking programs like U.S. News and World Report. Mm-hmm. In fact, median score of successful applicants uh, in terms of the GRE accounts for, I, I think, like an eighth to a fifth. It's somewhere between 12.5% to 20% of a program's ranking in the U.S. News & World Report algorithm. Wow. So it's one of the main drivers of ranking yeah. is median GRE score. So they absolutely have it because all these programs want to be ranked by U.S. News. However, they have no obligation to give it to you just because you asked. So mm-hmm. it's a good idea to kind of like butter up whoever you're talking to before you ask. Um kind of depends on who you get on the phone and what mood they're in that day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a good enough score is always based on your competition. If you can score at or around that median, it's good enough.
0: Do you have any examples of uh like top programs sure. and these uh fields?
1: Well, like I said, the um the business schools publish their medians online. So it's so much easier to know what those are. Mm-hmm. So I've looked at the top 15 business schools. They all take the GRE as well as the GMAT. Um, see our episode on whether we should take the GRE versus the GMAT mm-hmm. uh, for more information on that. Uh, it looks like the top, uh, the school with the highest median in the top 15, there's a tie at Stanford with a th- combined score of 330, which is a 165 split and Yale, um, which again is 330 with a 165 split. Business schools, they tend to prioritize the quant score a little bit more than the verbal. Mm-hmm. Uh, other programs do it the other way around. Uh, They don't break it down often by quant versus verbal, they give the combined scores, which means that you can probably make up a few points Mm -hmm. in your stronger section Mm -hmm. and still hit your targets. So what that also means is, say you're gunning for Stanford and you do get a combined score of a 330, well, first of all, congratulations, that's awesome. Secondly, that's good enough. Taking the test again to try to get a combined score of 335 is not going to significantly increase your chances of getting into Stanford. At right. that point, you've dodged the bullet.
0: You're above the 90th percentile already.
1: Well, you, yes, but more importantly, you're you're above the 50th percentile with respect to your competition, which means you're uh, better than most of your competition yeah, for yeah, that yeah. program. That's yeah. what makes that a good score.
0: Yeah. Because um, if that's the median for that, that makes sense. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, doing better does not make you more competitive. Mm-hmm. You've dodged the bullet. Now they're going to look more closely at your application to determine goodness of fit. And that's actually how people get in. Mm-hmm. Um, so... 150 is the threshold of non-embarrassing. 160 is the threshold of competitiveness. In the vast majority, um, if you can, if you can score at or above 160 on both, you're at least a 320 combined. That's a competitive score for the vast majority of programs on the planet. It still might not be competitive for like the top 10 business schools in the world mm-hmm. or some maybe top 10 programs in, in other, um, disciplines. Mm-hmm. But certainly above 160 in both will get you will make you competitive for 90% of grad school programs in the world. So that's kind of my explanation for why it depends. Mm-hmm. It always um a good score is always a good enough score relative to your competition for that specific program. And if you can score at or around that level, you're good to go, that's a good score.
0: Awesome, well, if this was a question you've been wanting to know, now you have your homework, find the median score of your target uh, university or program you're looking to get into. Thanks everybody, thank you, Ryan, for explaining that so clearly, and thanks everybody else for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back next week for another Bite sized episode of Cherry Bites. Again, if you have any topic that you'd like to discuss, uh, on a future episode, let us know at stellargre at gmail That's where to send your questions. And if you're ready to take your prep to the next level in a in a unified, consistent way with empirically validated results, check out our top-rated GRE Stealth Study Program at stellargre You can use the code Bites for ten percent off all memberships. Thanks and talk to